Welcome, Impactful Parents. It's time for the Impactful Parenting Podcast, where I give you parenting tips and resources to make you a more impactful parent to your school-age child. I am your host, Christina Campos. Welcome, parents. Today's episode was recorded on Clubhouse. What is Clubhouse? Clubhouse is a free audio social media app. I host rooms every single week on Clubhouse, and each room has a different parenting topic. So if you'd like to join the conversation next time, please download the app and find me at social media Clubhouse handle Impactful Parent. Come join our conversation, sit and listen to the audience, or raise your hand and become a part of the show. Until then, I hope you enjoy this special episode. Hello, my name is Christina Campos. I'm founder of The Impactful Parent, and today, we're going to talk about uh, how I went from whole to shattered to impactful. I am really happy that you're here. Just waiting for my co-host to come in. His name is Rodrigo Bravo. Well, I want to welcome everybody that's here. I think it's going to be a dope room. So first of all, Christina, I, you know, thank you for, for being okay with this and for, you know, kind of uh, doing it because it's, it's not easy. <laughs> it could be, it could be kind of kind of a, a gut-wrenching, right, sharing these stories and talking about how we got here. And it could even bring up some painful memories. So uh, I, I, I commend you for, you know, taking on the challenge. But I also think it's necessary. So, you know, with that said, look, my name is Rodrigo. I'm Rodrigo Bravo. I am a co-parenting coach and consultant. I use my enthusiasm, my education, and my experience uh, to help folks really navigate the tricky waters of co-parenting. Well, I'm yeah, nervous, Rodrigo. Uh, yeah, I'm nervous because I don't usually talk too personally about myself. Um, and I don't mind. It's more that I just don't do it. I'm not well practiced. So, yeah, I'm nervous today. But uh, today, the magnificent woman that I am, I <laughs> I own a business called Impactful Parents. I help parents of school-age children turn their chaos into connection with their kids. Um, I'm excited to tell you how it came about founding this business. It was quite a long journey. And, um, but by primarily what I decided to take my business to is to an app that I created. Um, it's awesome. I'm really proud of it. I add to it every single week. I'm really trying hard to start building community inside my app. Um, so if you're interested in it, above my head is my uh, website. And on the website, you'll have links to your apps. But, you know, you can always go to your app store and find it, too. Um, yeah, I'm excited to get going. And I'll go ahead and, and let go ahead, Rodrigo. Tell me, what, what, where should we start? Well, that, that's a great intro right there. And I think that's where we should start, right, is, you know, you have an app. You're the impactful parent. You got there. When did you first, you know, we won't start right at the beginning, but when did you first start thinking of the impactful parent? When was, when did that little light switch go off and say, hey, I have an idea and I, I, I kind of want to go into parenting, you know, coaching and whatnot, but specifically the impactful parenting? It's like, and even just to answer that question properly, um, I kind of got to give you some background. So my journey, I like to say, started with me crying in my closet. And if you're a parent, you know that place. It's that place in your home where you go and you go and hide to go talk to maybe your girlfriend uh, on the phone so your kids don't hear, or maybe it's just to get away from your kids for a little bit. Or for me, it's also my place where I go and express emotion that I don't want my kids to see. And I was crying. Um, that's kind of where things started. And then Rewind a little bit further, uh, and the reason I was crying was because uh, I was going through a divorce. My husband uh, was leaving. Now, to explain to you how devastating that was to me is to give you a little bit of background again. Um, so I I grew up in a household where my grandmother uh, raised me. So she was, um, she had nine kids herself and that's all she did. She was a mother, right? She just, she raised kids. That's what my grandmother did. And then my dad was the youngest of all the nine. I was the youngest of all the grandchildren. So I was kind of like the last on that totem pole tree branch. And 
when my grandfather started getting sick, they moved in with us. And um, I should also mention that my grandmother only spoke Spanish and didn't know a lick of English at all. Um, and so she was living with us and primarily raising me. My parents were there, but they were just really busy trying to make a living and they both had full-time jobs. Um, and, but this, this lady was amazing. I loved my grandmother. I, I really envied her for, did for me and for all the children <laughs> for me. And I really wanted that. I, that's what I wanted. I wanted to be a mother. I was super excited about it. Um, and in order for me to be a proper mother, I wanted to be able to not have to work and stay at home. That's really what I wanted in my brain. That's the best case scenario. And if I can make that happen, that'd be amazing. So I was really smart. I was had really good grades in high school and I graduated high school ready to go to college so that I could find my man, Rodrigo. I was ready to go find him because a person who was able to give me what I wanted in life, to stay at home, the ability to stay at home was probably in college. And I knew that. And so I was like, you know, I'm going to go to college. I'm going to go find my man. I'm excited about this. And in the meantime, if it doesn't work out for me, I guess I got a good backup plan because I'm smart and I'm going to be able to get a degree. <laughs> and that's why I went into college. It was crazy and it was <laughs> awesome and amazing all at the same time. I was really excited and really excited to meet somebody. Um, and sure enough, I did actually, I met somebody right away and I was in a, a special program where we all had to get up and uh, introduce ourselves because they were trying to support minorities. Uh, I was a science major at the time. So they were going to, it was just a special program within the university of Colorado and this small group of people, you stand up and everybody was told, okay, so everybody tell us what your major is. Tell us what you wanted, uh, what your favorite toy was when you were little. And then what do you want to be when you grow up? And I'm in this hall, a uh, lecture hall, um, full of a lot of other minorities going to see you. And everybody's standing up and saying, you know, my favorite toy was my rector set. I'm going to, I'm a civil engineering major and someday I'm going to go out and, you know, build bridges. And then the next person would get up. Oh, my favorite toy was operation. I want to be a doctor someday. I'm a pre-med major. Well, it's my turn to get up. And at the time I had much less of a filter than I do today. <laughs> so I was stood up and very proud, not realizing that it was going to sound weird. I stood up and said, my favorite toy growing up was a doll and I am a science major, but I really would love to be just a, the best mom possible someday. I just want to have a family and I would love to find a husband who would allow me to do that. And I sat down and later on, I would get in trouble in the program because the the person running the program did not like that response at all. They were very, very angry with me. <laughs> so um, she was ready to kick me out of the program. She did not like that. Uh, but of course, I ended up proving her wrong and being very, uh, very smart, getting straight A's. And she had no reason to kick me out, although she looked for it. Um, but she didn't think I was going to have the drive, and which is wrong. If you don't, if you know me well, I. I do. I love education. And I ended up becoming um, an education major and I wanted to go and get into the classroom. But my future husband was in that audience, Rodrigo. He was there. And later on, he pulled me to the side and said, are you serious about all that stuff you said that you're here to find a husband and that you just want to be a great mom? <laughs> And I said, I'm dead serious. That's exactly what I want. And he said, me too. I have been looking for somebody with that kind of mentality because I would love to have somebody stay at home and take care of my children. And 
<laughs> I kid you not, that was our first conversation and we started running with it from there. I was like, okay, I'm going to get to know this guy. I dated him for the next six years and I ended up getting married to that guy. And I was very, very happily married to that man for 13 years of my life. And it was an amazing 13 years. We had ups and downs, of course, like any marriage does, but we had four beautiful children to talk about in the end. And, and, and that was produced from that. But then one day it just wasn't so great after all. And that he, he said he wanted to leave. I was devastated and completely blindsided. I didn't realize that it was coming like to the point. I knew we were unhappy and we were in a rough patch, but I did not realize the severity of where he was in his brain. And I did, I spent the next year doing everything I could to get him to stay. But in the end, I let him go because he didn't want to be there. So I ended up getting a divorce, which now brings me to me crying in my closet. I'm going to stop there for a second before I keep moving on. <laughs> you have any questions or anything or should I just keep going? Um, I, think, I think we go around with these preconceptions nowadays, right? Where you know women want to have jobs they want to have uh financial independence they don't want to rely on a man and this and that and not saying that you were necessarily not all that right or, or you were all that but you obviously did have a different approach and and it worked for you it worked for you for quite a while and then for it to kind of you know crumble down like that it, it's it, it's you know i, I mean look I, I feel you I feel you, you know, when, when something happens and you're just kind of blindsided by it and then you try everything you can to, you know, make it work. It, it, it certainly does lead to a lot of reflection, a lot of pain, a lot of wondering, you know, where do I go next? And so, and so you're, you're there, you're crying, you're, you're, you're in your closet and, and so then you are deciding, well, what am I going to do? What, what were you, what were you doing? First of all, at that point, because I know you, you, you also were a teacher at one point Were you already, were you, were you also teaching as well? Were you doing something else or were you at home? And then this kind of idea popped in. Tell us about the genesis of that. Yeah. So I was all different kinds of moms through those, um, 13 years of marriage, I, I did get a chance to stay at home and be at home with my kids. So I got an opportunity to be a stay at home mom. I also went back to work and was a teacher and worked and I did part-time work. And then I did full-time work depending on how much time and how busy my kids were. Um, always rearranging my schedule around them, but keeping busy and, and loving teaching. I love the teaching profession. I love being around um, adolescents in particular. I've always had an affinity for for teenagers. So it was, I was happy to go and do those things. Um, but, but yeah, I tried different, I did, I tried different things. I was always keeping busy, but I was a teacher at the time. Impactful Parent was not quite born yet. So you're a parent, you're going through this event, this life-changing event. Uh, can, you, can you kind of tell us a little bit more about how your kids were impacted and how maybe that helped form what you need to do? Because I know, I know you have a fantastic relationship with your kid children. Uh, you, you, talk, you do talk to them often, uh, talk about them often, but I know personally, you've, you know, you, you, you're always talking about the trips you'll take. The communication you have, we see the pictures on your Instagram. You're always close to them. You're always right there beside them. Uh, how how did this life event affect them, and how did that have kind of a meaning for you in the work that you do? It is really because of them that I started the Impactful Parent, and it's not what you think. <laughs> um, 
after I got, I, I did cry, did uh, so much crying in my closet, <laughs> so much crying. But at some point, there is a time when you have to pick yourself up by your bootstraps and move forward because you got these little eyes that are watching. And I think that's true for everybody. But when you're a parent, I think that making that decision to pick up your bootstraps and move forward comes a little bit easier in that you do. I had these four people saying, what now, mom, what are we going to do? I was always the primary caregiver of the house, but I was not the um, breadwinner. So I knew everything was going to change. And I didn't want to let that on to my kids. I knew that I wasn't going to be able to do this on a teaching salary for as much as I wanted. Um, I knew that the two teenagers I had were more affected by than my two younger children because they were still very little. Um, my youngest being just like one, two years old. So I knew she would never remember uh, me being married to her dad. But my two teenagers, on the other hand, they they would be different. Um, we did the really good job of really trying to make that transition as smooth as possible. And it helped a lot that my ex-husband was a traveler. He always traveled for work. So my kids were very used to having me as the home base, something that was somebody was always there and then dad would come in and when he could. Um, so that kind of environment actually really helped with the transition. But around that same time, I saw that my teenagers were just, they were just teenagers. They needed me more than they had in the past. I didn't know what was going on with my second kid in line, but uh, she started becoming into this great depression. And I knew it wasn't about the divorce or anything at all, but she needed my attention. The problem was, is that once you, I decided to pull myself up on my bootstraps, I looked at myself in the mirror and I freaking didn't recognize myself. I had no idea who that person was. I looked at myself in the mirror and it's like, who is this? Wait a second. I had, and did not realize it, completely lost who I was in motherhood. I had been living my life so much for everybody else and my husband that I didn't do anything for myself anymore. And I didn't even know who I was, literally. I started questioning everything. Like, do I like that meal or do I just cook that meal because he used to like it and that's what the kids eat? Um, do I want to like that TV show at night? But is that just habit because we used to watch that together or, or am I really enjoying this? I was completely freaking lost. I didn't know where I was going to push forward. So, you know, you start taking baby steps and I started doing um, self affirmations to try to get myself, like remember who I was that outgoing, no filter, young Christina, that I was not anymore and trying to remember who that girl was in, especially when you're going through a divorce, the, the good thing I guess we'll say is that everybody feels like they have to take a side. All of your friends feel like they have to choose between you and your ex-husband. And I just did everybody a favor and said, pick him. Okay. And I'm not saying that I like officially broke off friendships, but I just stopped putting energy into any of the friendships that I had currently had up until that point. And I really wanted to make friends with new people. That was super important to me. I wanted to be known for me, for Christina, not as teacher, not as mom, and definitely not as wife. I needed to figure out who I was. And part of who I thought I could do that with is new people. And it worked because when you start meeting new people, they'll ask you to go do things like, hey, do you want to go mountain biking with me? And I'd be like, that sounds like fun. But you know what? No, I actually don't think I like mountain biking. And I can now authentically own that type of um, choice and decision. And one other little choices, they start to build up. And then pretty soon you begin to realize ah, that's me. That's just a kind of the person that I am. I, I like being outside or I don't like being outside or I'm just a homebody or I like, you know, I'm a gamer. You start figuring things out because 
the invitations start to come and you don't have any prerequisites with other people who are expecting you to act a certain way because they know you from a certain circumstance. So um, it was awesome. But I will say that making new friends as an adult is freaking hard. It's not like school. Like you don't just talk to the lady at the counter and get her phone number and then say, let's go have drinks. It's, you know, I mean, that would be wonderful, but you don't really do that. So that struggle was real, <laughs> but I went to meetups and I started just really going outside of my comfort zone, getting a babysitter, leaving the house alone to go meet a group of women strangers that I just didn't know. I'd go to bingo halls and happy hours and Sure enough, I met a group of ladies who didn't know me for anybody else but me. And that was the biggest gift I gave myself after my divorce was a new support system that was all mine, just mine to me. And it was, I mean, it was awesome. But over time, I started figuring out who I was and i still needed to figure out what am i going to do moving forward if i can't teach so i went back to school and i went and got my master's degree and that process of going through my master's degree work, working full-time going to school part-time and raising my four kids was it really horrific and also amazing because I used to sit at the table and do homework with my teenagers every day. So we had an opportunity to be together in a different way than we've never had before. We were bonding over academics because the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. My kids were very academic also and had a lot of drive. So um, it was great to sit at a table and just every once in a while, ask each other questions or laugh about something that might be happening, or maybe not even talk to each other at all, but just be. And they saw me struggle and conquer and get victory and cry and, you know, all the things that a master's program does until eventually I, I graduated from it. But even after that, I was like, well, this is great. I got a degree now. Problem is I can't actually uh, get a job because I have four kids and if any one of them gets sick, I won't show up for work. I'll have to call in at the last minute. And the chances of four kids getting sick at any one time is really high. Uh, in addition, I am the one responsible for taking my kids to school and picking them up. So I can only work from 8.30 to about 2.30 p.m. <laughs> so... I was like, that's not going to fly. I'm going to be the worst employee and I don't know what I'm going to do. So I went on a trip all by myself for a week. My ex-husband went on, a, took the kids on a vacation and I took that opportunity to go on a vacation myself all by myself. And I went to Quebec, Canada, <laughs> which by the way, was an amazing city. Um, and I, on that trip, I actually met the most delightful, um, mature woman. Uh, her name was Ruth. And Ruth and I were just on the same excursion together. That's how I met her. <laughs> but Ruth, uh, on this excursion, we got paired up together. And I was just, you know, like any other small talk, hey, how are you doing? What do you do? Blah, blah. This lady had an amazing story. And she's just like, as I try to tell her how lost I am, she just turned to me and said, if you want to help people, then go and help people. You'll figure it out. You can do it. And she just gave me the best pep talk about it. And I said, well, I don't know. I think I'm going to be a content creator and I'm just going to like make classes and hope people sell buy them. You know, I could sell those and hope people buy them. And she's like, sure, people will. And you should do that. And just completely lifted me up. So I came back from that trip with, I am going to be a parenting coach. I'm going to do this. And I sat with my kids down and I said, look, I'm going to be a parent. This is what I really would like to do with, my, with myself moving forward. 
but that means I'm going to be talking about us a lot. And I don't have to, you know, I'll keep your, you know, your stuff to you. I'll try not to make, you know, get into your business, but I'm going to be talking about us and parenting and maybe some of the times when you mess up from the past and whatever. And are you going to be okay with it? And if you're ever not okay with it, I need you to talk to me and tell me and um, I won't post it or I won't tell everybody about that story or whatever. And all four of my kids gave me a huge hug and said, yes you need to do it. It would be amazing. Go do it, mom. It'll be okay. And I get a little choke up thinking about it because they're my biggest fans. And to this day, I mean, they're my biggest supporters. Cortez, who you guys um, have met here on the Amigos Club, I mean, you see he'll, I mean, I, he'll like all my posts. <laughs> you know, he's so cute. Um, he's, they're just great supporters, my four kids. And we just started, I started building, I started building, I started building, and I started building the impactful parent and it's been scary, but it was a way that I could be authentic to myself, which was, I need to help people to feel good about myself every day to, to be able to sleep at night. I want to contribute to the world and leave it better than when I've left. So to do that, I can't teach. How else could I do it? And this is my way of doing that is to help parents. Um, to take my experience with not just my four kids, but my many years of teaching, especially with the adolescents that I love to be around and let and just talk to parents so that they can understand their kid, that they're really actually amazing people. And to put families together when I feel like we're in a time when a lot of families are are segregated and, and broken apart and they might all be in the same room, but then they don't even talk to each other. So to have families connect and that's what I thought I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do this and this is what I do. That's how I'll sleep at night. And I'll make my own schedule and it'll all be online. So I'll be mobile and I can work from anywhere. And this is how I'll be able to be the, not only to serve others, but the best parent I can to my own four kids because they're my priority. So, okay. So you kind of explained logistically how that occurred, but what about what inspired you? You said you wanted to help parents. Why, why, why did you want to do that? Because, I, you know, when I was teaching, I would see so many parents get so frustrated with their kids. Um, they would come in for conferences or even when you just saw them randomly on the street, they were, they seem stressed out. They seem like they just, the you know, the frazzled moms and the the dads that just didn't know how to discipline differently than maybe they were taught. Um, and they, parents have an, um, well, we all do this, but you know, they want to point fingers and blame to somebody and it can't be us. Right. So it has to be them. So they point fingers at their kids like, oh, he's just a, you know, he makes bad choices. He's a bad kid. And, but I would know their kids and I'm like, that, that's not a bad kid. That's an amazing kid. He's awesome. I just want to show you how, how he's awesome and where you guys are not connecting. So it's something that I just saw and I talk about it, you know, lightly when I introduce the impactful parent, but there's just not enough support for parents of teenagers. I mean, it's just, there's not. And why? I have no idea. But, you know, when you're little, it's everything's great. You read all the books and you join all the play dates and then you go to, you know, the field trips and you volunteer in the schools and then you're kid becomes a teenager and you don't get to get into the classroom anymore and you don't get to be that involved. You're only um, a sideline player, which is fine, but it doesn't give you a lot of other opportunities to collaborate with other parents and, you know, bake the cookies and go trick or treating together. Those are things that the little kids do. And these older kids, they're changing all the time. It's so much, there's so much challenge there, just like when they were toddlers and yet there's no support. So it was like, oh man, I just really want to build a community where parents are just doing their best and there's not any judgment. And 
we could just support each other and throw out different ideas because I'm a big advocate in that we're better together. And there's no one right answer for any particular kid because they're people and people are complicated and messy. And what works for one kid's not going to work for the next. So the best you could do is surround yourself with community that will support you through those ups and downs, good and bad, and and give you those ideas that you could try out so that you could figure out what works for you. And that was really important to me. So you, you talked about, you, you just told us, you know, why logistically and also kind of inspirationally, but I also know that it's been a struggle. It's been, you know, you've had to find your way with the impactful parents. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Because I think that'll really help folks that are looking at the entrepreneurial side that it's not all gravy, that it's not all just like, oh, we're rolling in dough and stuff, you know, that it's, it, it could be a struggle. It could be difficult finding your footing, making sure you're making the right moves and that you're doing what you need to do to be successful. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I don't talk about it hardly ever to people, but I don't make any money. Um, I not yet say, see, I'm going to say yet at the end of that sentence, because I will someday, um, I built out my business, but yeah, it's been really difficult. Um, I'm educating myself as I, as I go, I'm, was never a marketing degree. I was never, a. um, I had to like, I really literally take coaches, you know, hire my own coach and take my own classes online on how to do online stuff and how to have an online business. And, oh, and I've done everything as a one woman show um, from creating my website. Like literally I watch YouTube videos to figure out how to accomplish just about anything from anything in my business to fix, fixing the uh, garbage disposal underneath my sink. Um, whatever I need to do, I get I go YouTube for it and I find a video and I learn how to do it. And I built my entire website like that. <laughs> it was a crazy long process, but with it, it was learning and I wanted to learn how to do it. I know I could have hired that out, but what happens when I want to make a change in the website? I didn't want to have to go back to those creators and say, can you do this and have them charge me outrageously for something that I knew was not going to be that difficult. So I, I learned, I sat down and I taught myself, um, not only web stuff, but you know, how to the, the social and the posting and, uh, it's exhausting doing all the things. Right. Um, but it, you know, I just, I have that drive and I want to do this for people. So I've had, um, I've had a handful of clients, but the issue is usually that I'll see them and then fix some of their problems and then they're gone. <laughs> so the long, <laughs> the longevity of clients doesn't happen for me as much. Um, and that's when I decided, uh, when I was like putting out thousands of dollars in advertising for on, on social media for like my online courses, but getting back less than I invested is when I decided I'm not doing something right. And this took at least three years for me of trying my hardest, doing the learning curve, building everything from the ground up all on my own. Um, <laughs> Three years into it, I'm like, I, I got to shift something. It's still not making any money. And I I, I'm, I feel like I got a good product, but I, I can't get my word out there. And that's when I decided to do an app. Um, I don't remember exactly what inspired me. I probably saw an advertisement somewhere. But I was like, yeah, I need to build something for the future and maybe not something for right now. And the future is, in my opinion, is a lot of parents who consume their content via app versus um, online courses like maybe my generation does. But I want to hit a little bit younger of an audience. And I'm like, if I'm going to do that, I need to do it now because I create so much content on the weekly that if I don't do it now, I'm going to, I won't be able to do it and, or I will, but I'd have to leave behind so much content. So I took the plunge 
and said, I'm not going to do those online courses like that in that capacity anymore. I'm going to do the app instead. Um, built the app out on my own also um, and <laughs> created it and am really proud of it. Uh, but the the struggle is still real for not only collecting clients, but also for just getting the word out there that the impactful parent exists, that there could be right in your pocket if you wanted it, that you could just ask me a question inside the app anytime you needed. Um, those, I've tried different types of advertising, like, you know, in magazines and um, social ads, it's really difficult just to get out there and for people and for people to engage. You can get people to download, but then they don't go into the app and actually use it sometimes. And so that's frustrating to me. So then I started shifting what's inside the app. Like, okay, so then I started gamifying the app so that it was a little bit more interactive. Um, that's like the, some of the newer things that are a part of the app right now. And I'm still waiting to, to hit a, to hit my greatness you know i'm i'm on the i feel like a precipice of of awesome uh i just gotta get to the top and and see the view and i'm i'm still in the struggle of the day-to-day -day, but i'm here and i'm not giving up and i want to help people and that's the bottom line so but uh but I'm, I'm glad you shared that right now because i think a lot of folks when they are talking about being an entrepreneur when they're talking about you know starting a business it can be frightening and i think one of the most kind of the most admirable things of you christina you know from a personal standpoint is the fact that you've held on to this that you've carried it on that you know you're pursuing your hard work even though it's been hard work and i think that brings me back to your kids when we talk about the experiences that your kids have had and the, the experiences that you share with them you, you said one of the one of the things that you said was i'm not going to share anything you don't want me to share but your kids immediately said no it's okay we want you etc how, how 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 did that occur how, how did that happen as a parent who's not necessarily an expert at that point but has the support of their kids that like hey look any flaws any stories anything like that feel free to share them how, why do you think that was possible because my kids trust me and that's really what it comes down to i haven't given them a reason not to trust me i will make sure that i hold true to my word whether it's with discipline which they know like if i say i'm going to take that away guess what you better believe i would actually take that away um to if if i told them i won't tell anybody your secret i really wouldn't so I just had built that trust with my kids where they were able to say, I'm, I'm going to, I'm okay. You're, you're not, you're not going to post anything that, that you feel is inappropriate. And if you don't think it's inappropriate, then it's probably not inappropriate. You know, like it's, it's going to be fine. Um, and if ever I am in like this, Ooh, I don't know. I always ask my kids first and they're, really receptive about that. And I think they appreciate that a lot. Just that open communication and feeling, yeah, they, that they trust me. It's, it's okay. I'm not gonna, I'm never gonna humiliate them in front of everybody. You know, I'm never going to talk badly about them in front of everybody. Um, and my kids, which we'll get into in a different episode, you know, I got an oldest that has dyslexia and I had a huge journey about learning differences and why I could figure out what was wrong with him, which I'll talk about in a couple weeks. Um, my next sign in line, um, has is transgender that whole thing has been an amazing experience and quite a journey of ups and downs and um, victories and and losses and then my third child in line uh has baby behavior management issues like real anger management issues which i went to classes it's about continuous learning and they they knew that even though i will talk about their struggles i will never put it in a light that's negative like this is just who you are and you are now going to help other people through your through our experiences we're going to help others and teaching my kids the value of of really of goodwill of helping yeah i used to take my kids on volunteer stuff every summer they knew you know we were going to go to soup kitchens we were going to make food for the homeless we were going to go do those things so 
not only the trust, but also instilling that value of it's good to help other people when you can. And if my experiences help you, then I'm happy that I experienced it. And so it's, they know that. And so they, they are in a lot of ways happy to be able to share. I know Cortez, can I go back to him? Cause you guys know him. Um, he is proud to be dyslexic. You know, I wouldn't maybe say proud, but you know, he talks his story and he owns it and the struggles and he's okay with that. I've, I've helped him not be ashamed for any part of who he is. And so it's easy to, to help others when you can talk like that and be candid about who you are. That definitely makes a big difference. I know with my children, my two boys, it was probably a little bit more difficult because they weren't aware of to the extent that I would say stuff because I do have a tendency to just talk, you know, just share stories. It's super important that our kids do trust us. And you're over here about to start your business, about to launch it to a new phase of your career. And really the most important thing was like, hey, do my kids trust me? It's nice to have that kind of support when somebody is willing to say, hey, I'm, I'm, I trust you. That, that says a lot about the work that you do, Christina, and the kind of the process methodology that you use to be able to garner that trust from your kids, from, you know, your, your, your uh, co-parents, your friend, your family, your friends and whatnot. So I think that that speaks to, you know, who you are and to your integrity and the work that you do. I wanted to ask, uh, you know, we're going to, you know, coming up to the hour. So if we run up a little bit over, that's fine. But I also wanted to ask about you when, when, when you, cause, cause I, I want to go back a little bit still. And I want to talk about when you really decided to do the impactful parent. What, was there any time, maybe an incident that has occurred that really kind of told you or validated your, your pursuit that said, hey, you know what? I, I, I actually did this. This is a result of the work that I'm doing. It has, can you share a story you know, regarding that where, where you made an impact without sounding corny or cheesy with that pun i'm sorry but where you really you know where you really felt like hey this is this is what i was meant to do and i'm glad i was able to achieve this result i think there's been a few when i i guess the one i'll talk about was um when my son was having some behavior issues and it was really bad <laughs> <laughs> really bad, Rodrigo. I, I don't want to get too much into that particular, like what the issues were, because we'll talk about that in a couple weeks. But again, he had real anger management issues. And I could not, for the life of me, figure out why. Like, I just, I still don't even know, to be honest with you. <laughs> I don't know what this kid, um, what turned, what made it turn. But this was one of my easiest children up until he wasn't. And when then he wasn't, it was really bad. He was being so angry about his, about everything and showing it in all the ways that you express anger. You know, the stomping, the, the uh, hitting, the throwing, the throwing himself on the ground. He was, and I couldn't figure out why, why, what happened? What's going on? So I went to um, children's hospital and I started taking some classes with him on behavior management and how to help kids with anger management issues. And they would, they separated us, the kids in one room and the parents in the other room. And when I was during this class, and I know that I'm like just starting up my business. I'm keeping all these notes. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to like, you know, teach this to other parents. It's going to be really exciting. But it was so impactful to sit there in that room and really listen. Part of um, part of what they had us do was just even talk to each other about some of our kids' um, attitudes and what was going on and our struggles and how we couldn't get our kids to behave because they were all literally like, anger management kids. So they were going out of their mind and, you know, the damage that they were causing by their anger, whether they're throwing or breaking or whatever. 
And to hear those stories from these other parents, it was so, it hit my heart. It really did. And to hear these moms and dads crying, saying, I just want to help him. He won't let me help him. I don't understand why he has to, you know, scream all the time and throw that thing. And, and to hear them feel so helpless and so like, I don't know what to do is when I, even though I didn't know what to do in that situation too, I was still learning, but that's when I realized, yeah, parents need a place to go when they don't know what to do. That's what I want for people. And so that was one of my validated, um, my validated moments that you're kind of referring to of, you know, that, yeah, I'm doing it. I'm on the right path. This is what I want to do. If I can help any of those parents like that were in that room. And of course I wasn't yet because I wasn't quite ready in my journey. I had knew I was going to do the impactful parent, but it hadn't been established. But if I could help even one of these parents, then it was all worth it. And that's in a lot of ways why I continue to push on with the impactful parent and do these rooms and make sure I show up on clubhouse every week and, and, you know, whatever I need to do to get the impactful word out and why I don't give up even with zero income coming from it. In fact, in the whole figuring that it, it costs me more probably to maintain my business than I'm getting revenue in. But if I can help just somebody like one of those parents in that room, then it was worth it. I love that. No, I, and I, I think it's really important that folks understand that, you know, a success doesn't happen overnight. Uh, it can definitely take years. It can definitely take time for a business to launch, to for it to, you know, take hold. Uh, I think it's really important that folks understand that. We sometimes have this kind of idea that, hey, you know, you come up with a great idea and then you see the money rolling in and whatnot. And it's absolutely not true it's there's a grind there's a hustle a lot of work that goes behind the scenes in order to make a business work uh and especially a business that really entails having commitment and heart to it right it's not like you're selling a product or you have a widget or or something like that you know it's it's definitely a a labor of love and you're committed to it and i i think uh, i just wanted to highlight that because in the in the long run uh the, the these these commitments are tough and i know that there's there's even times when people may say maybe i just need to give it up maybe i just need to let it go and and i'm not even saying that that's a bad decision but what i am saying is that those are real decisions that happen day in and day out with entrepreneurs and small businesses throughout america and the fact that you've been so resilient with it I admire that. I know a lot of folks here admire that as well. And they understand, you know, they, 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 they hearing your story, they understand why this is so important to you. You and know what, Rodrigo, the, um, what saves me in the times that time when I was really felt alone and exhausted and couldn't sleep and didn't know what was going on with, with my kids, at, whether it was Cortez or Cody or my Xander, all three of them like, took me by surprise with something different. And every time the what got me through were those friends that I met at those meetups that I get, started making those friendships right after my divorce. Those friends are the ones that stuck. I kept and I stuck with me through uh, thick and thin eventually who I let into my family um, and didn't know just by Christina when I felt comfortable with them I started introducing them to my kids of course right to bring them into my world and it was with those um, I don't know you know just the the happy hours that we went to or the you know having a glass of wine on a porch with a, you know a group of girls that is what got me through those really, really tough times. And I cannot stress to parents. That's why I wanted to create community, community for parents inside the app, because so many people don't have that. And so I wanted us to create a space where they could go and ask a question and, and maybe have a room like this, like Clubhouse, where we just invite people in and, and support them. And um, they could 
vent their whatever's going on with them. To me, that's that's what it's all about because that's that's what gets you through those really shitty times. Oof, I love that. Having a good support system around you is critical. And I'm glad that we're going to end the note, end the room with that note on how important it is to find your tribe, right? To find your, your, the folks that you roll with, the, the people that are going to have your back, the folks that are going to give you the support that you need when you need it and how you need it. So I, I really do appreciate that. And I think that's a good way to end the room today, Christina. Um, I just want to thank you for just being vulnerable, honest, and transparent about what you have gone through, what you're doing, and why you do what you do. I think it's really important that folks understand that and know that, that it's not just something that, oh, I'm trying to make a buck off. No, I, this is what I feel. This is what I love to do. This is what, you know, I really feel like this is what my calling is. And but people won't understand that or know that unless we tell them that story. And so I appreciate you taking the time to be here with me and everybody that's here in the room and to folks that are listening on the replay. Uh, why you do the work that you do, Christina. And I, for one, commend you for doing that, taking on that journey, taking on that responsibility and making it happen. It's not easy. It's not easy. The work that you do, uh, it, it can definitely bring up stir up old memories uh i'm pretty sure that there's parents out there that you've worked with that you, you almost feel like hey what's what's going on you know and then you also have your breakthroughs you have your victories uh not only professionally but also personally and so uh i i really thank you for being here christina and i appreciate you for being here Thank you everyone for being here today. Again, this is a recording that came from Clubhouse. It's a free app to download and you can join me live every week. You can follow me at the handle, the at the impactful parent, and check out all my free rooms that you can come and literally interact with me, ask questions, and become a part of the conversation. But until next time, you got this, parents. I'm just here to help. Thank you for listening today. Remember to subscribe and share this podcast with a friend. And don't forget, the Impactful Parenting Podcast is an extension of the Impactful Parent community. Go to the Impactful Parent website and download the free Impactful Parent app so you don't miss a parenting tip that can help you and your family. Thanks for listening today. So go to theimpactfulparent.com and see you next episode.